0: In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Every Wednesday morning, afternoon, Thursday morning, Friday morning, Saturday morning, and Sunday morning, we have Bible studies at St. John. Pastor Bruzek, Vicar, and I teach them, and some days are better than others. But as much as we try to teach what Jesus teaches, we do sometimes get in the way. However, what would it be like to have Jesus teach our Bible studies? I think we all would be interested in that, wouldn't we? Wouldn't it be interesting to have him actually interpret the Bible for us? Well, in the gospel reading, Jesus does this. He interprets the Bible. And the technical word is exegetes. Jesus exegetes the Bible. When Jesus says four times in the gospel reading, but I say to you, Jesus is offering his interpretation, his exegesis. Now his interpretations relate to four issues, murder, divorce, adultery, and oaths. And they are offered against a former interpretation on the four issues. Now when you look at those older interpretations, at first they really don't seem all that bad to conjure up the interpretation that Jesus gives today. But if you were to spend a little time with these four issues and the old interpretation you would realize and see that they actually objectify people. Now, first, what does it mean to objectify people? It means to treat people as an object or a thing without taking into consideration the dignity of the person themselves. Now, murder objectifies a person, which is fairly obvious, by treating them like a thing to be violated. However, Jesus shows that anger, name-calling, and insults do the same. Adultery objectifies a person by treating them like a thing to be used for our desires. And, of course, Jesus shows that even lustful eyes and thoughts do the same. Divorce objectifies a person by treating them as if something, like a thing that, they, that can be exchanged. But Jesus says that spouses can't be exchanged. And lastly, oaths, seems a bit out of place, actually objectifies heaven and earth. As a means to your end. But Jesus says, don't make oaths at all. Simply let your words be true. For Jesus, the Bible isn't going to be interpreted so that we can label people in order to move them into categories, into boxes, as if people are things to be manipulated. Now, these issues, these four issues on some level are easy to understand because they are obvious. I mean, murder, adultery, divorce, maybe oaths is a little bit off. But even if they're obvious, that doesn't make them any easier to live with. I mean, how many times do we use the Bible to condemn people or at least to keep people at arm's length? See, whether it's treating the Starbucks barista as merely a means to your coffee or yelling at the airline worker at the check-in over something they really have no control in, we routinely objectify people. But there's more here in the gospel reading than simply the four issues of murder, lust, divorce, and oaths. The more fundamental issue is how God's word combats how we routinely objectify people. You see, when Jesus interprets the Bible, when he exegetes the scripture, his interpretation never objectifies people, but rather treats people as people. You know, it seems fairly simple and fairly obvious, it actually changes things in an extreme way. See, rather than offering less or more of the same, becoming legalistic on one hand and literalistic on the other, Jesus offers something unique. See, you don't take away life from people only by murdering them. And gouging your eye out and chopping your hand off actually won't change your lustful thoughts. See, Jesus' interpretation blows away all categories and labels and treats people as people rather than herding them into a category, saying those people belong there, or keeping people inside a label, saying, That's who you are, and nothing will change that. See, this is what Jesus does. He treats people as people today, and it's actually for your salvation. You see, when Jesus exegetes Scripture, he doesn't offer more rules to follow. Rather, when he interprets the Scripture, he offers you to yourself through the forgiveness of sins. He first treats you as people so that you, too, can treat people as people. Now, that might sound a bit strange. That's not our typical Lutheranese. But Jesus' interpretation in the Gospel reading destroys any attempt to treat others as anything but people. And it destroys any attempt to see yourself with the label of bad or good. So to apply the exegesis that Jesus says, you've heard it said this way, but I say to you, let's apply that to you. So you've heard it said that you are, what, worthless, a joke, a screw-up, a sinner? Or maybe you've heard, you're perfect, you're lovely you're smart. But Jesus says to you today, I forgive you your sins. None of that matters to me. Your sins won't prohibit me from loving you and your good works will not make me love you. I love you because I love you because of you. This is why Jesus dies for you. He couldn't help himself but to die and rise again for you because you are his people. Jesus doesn't treat you as a thing. And so when Jesus interprets you, when he exegetes you, he does it according to the way he made you as people. The same is for God's word. When Jesus interprets God's word, and in line when we interpret God's word, Jesus says the same thing to us, to you. You are the person who God loves, and nothing will change that. Of course, there's more then. Jesus' love through the forgiveness of sins sets us free to love others first as people, not as a category and not as a label, by giving life rather than taking it, thinking positively about others rather than lustfully, committing rather than breaking, and speaking truth because it's true. God's love, alive in each one of us, gives people the dignity they have as people made in the image of God as people forgiven by our Lord Jesus. And from there, opens up relationships that focus on others rather than yourself, that focuses on others as people. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.